0: Hello. You're listening to the KGFC Festival Talks podcast. I'm your host, Craig Horsley, and we are coming to you from Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema, running from August 3rd to the 12th at the UA Midway in Forest Hills, and and also at the Queens Museum located in Flushing Meadows, Corona Park. That's where the World's Fair Unisphere is. So right now, we're speaking with Michael Fishman. He... uh, was responsible for this very interesting documentary called The Stamp Show, and uh, he's already, the show has already been uh, seen, it was on August 4th at 1 o'clock, but um, it was quite an interesting show. Welcome, Michael. Thanks, thanks for having me. So this is your first film. That's right. And The Stamp Show is a, uh, an exhibition or a, or a trade show. Right. That only occurs once every 10 years.
1: Right. It's the world's largest stamp show. It takes place just once every 10 years.
0: So you knew about the stamp show before. How long in advance did you even know that a stamp show like this existed?
1: Right. Yeah, I'm actually not a stamp collector myself, um, but I heard about the stamp show, uh, it was late in the fall of 2015, and I heard that it was coming to the Jacob Javits Center in Manhattan where I live um in the summer of 2016 so i knew i wanted to make a short documentary in 2016 and i uh, was looking at a couple of other ideas but the more i read about the show and looked at their uh you know what, what i could find on uh on the web uh seemed like it'd be a great topic so i uh, decided <coughs> excuse me that i would absolutely go and and um make a film um Before that, I went to a smaller show that they were running in Manhattan to get a feel, you know. uh, Is there really, you know, interesting stories there? So I went to a much smaller stamp show, and um, I walked away from that thinking that, yeah, number one, definitely there's interesting stories to get about stamp collecting, also known as philately. Um, And I also was lucky enough to have good timing to meet Wade Sadi, who's the president of the World Stamp Show so he just happened to be stopping in at that smaller stamp show and um, when I was there so I talked with him he was excited about the idea and he gave me permission ultimately to do the filming
0: right I have to give you credit because one would not normally think that a film about a stamp show would be interesting but (laughs) you made it quite quite a a feeling (laughs) (laughs) well thanks
1: um yeah, you know, it's it's a kind of a, a vanishing, to some degree, hobby. But actually, there were a lot of young people there, uh, which is a whole other aspect that I just didn't have time to get into in this particular film. Maybe I'll make a longer one about that. Um, but, yeah, I, I have always loved documentaries that are about people who are passionate about something to the point of obsession. like right. Films like Trekkies and Spellbound and Cinemania, just to mention a few. So, um I had a feeling that if I could get the right people to tell me about how they kind of got into it, uh, what keeps them excited about it, that was interesting to me. And also, I really wanted to replicate the experience of just walking through this stamp show, you know, and kind of looking around, taking all in, stopping to talk to a few people. I thought that, to me, um, would be an interesting film.
0: And the, and the idea is that uh, for years stamp collecting was a big hobby, and you don't really hear that much of, from people anymore that were doing this. But you were able to spotlight some very interesting stamps in the in the show that maybe people will see. Oh, this is an interesting hobby.
1: That's true. I you know I I just got lucky on that. Um, I did uh, contact a few of the dealers uh, beforehand, so I really started kind of preparing. I would say in, um, March, um, and, uh, there were some 300 dealers who were going to be there, so I contacted a num- number of them and let them know I'd be there, but, um, couldn't really schedule an interview, it was more catch-as-catch-can, and, uh, it turned out that, yeah, two of them, one was, she had, a Pam, she had what's called an inverted stamp, it was an upside-down, uh, ship, uh, and that stamp was worth, like, $12,000, and then, um, uh, Mike Mead, who, uh, had a um australian stamp that had a kangaroo that had a broken leg you know yes. like the part was missing so um and he was about to put that up for auction um so it was just fortuitous actually that two of the people i interviewed did have kind of interesting you know rare stamps um and could kind of talk a little bit about that
0: so i know you were busy filming and, and interviewing people were there any stamps that you looked at and said, "Wow, that's a, that's amazing, the artwork," or, or uh, the, the interesting parts of it?
1: Right. Well, the the interview that I closed with is uh, Deepak, uh, and he specializes in uh, uh, stamps from uh, India. And um, you know, at the end, it, well, he talks about how in love he is with stamps and the artwork, and and he. He said, which I was I had to include in the film, he said, I think you're falling in love, too. Because it was true, I was just, um, you know, holding the camera, trying to get as good a shot as I could of these very elaborate, very beautiful stamps. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, I didn't get into, like, the dyes that are used or any of that, you know, but um, the colors are incredibly rich. You know, maroon and green and blue and yellow and, you know, that's aside from whatever the image is itself. Just beautiful work. Also, the one that I mentioned, the inverted when, meaning upside down uh, printed of the ship, um, which i'm from 1869, uh, what they call the 1869 pictorials, um, the detail on that, which Pam did mention about the other ones, about uh, in the same series of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the detail is quite remarkable. You know, uh, it's, it's real artwork.
0: I, it's it, it's interesting. Uh, I guess back in the 50s and 60s, befo- before before. Some countries, while they were still in development, um, mm. they actually printed s- stamps to actually make money. <laughs> they had no industry of their own, so they actually created stamps to sell.
1: Right, that's, yeah, absolutely. And what's kind of interesting about that, uh, you know, another aspect I just didn't have time to get into is that you have stamps out there of countries that are no longer Existing. in existence. Right. So, of course, those might be worth something, depending on how many were printed. And who wants them, right? What makes a stamp valuable? Right. Obviously, mistakes and uh, a limited number, but people just want that stamp. Right. Yeah.
0: And um, so in this day of Internet and everybody's emailing and that the U.S. Postal Service is basically losing money, um, did anyone in the stamp show think, oh, this could be a dying art? Or didn't you have that chance to, to ask that question?
1: I did, um, and there were some interesting interviews along those lines, um, for various reasons they I just, the interviews didn't work, you know, with what I was trying to get at, it was just a whole other tangent, um, but there actually were quite a few young people, as I said, and there was a table of just um, Star Wars and Star Trek, mm-hmm. you know, just you know stamps and you know all kinds of things related to that and that that you know actually I went to that table as <laughs> as a fan of those films and uh, to pick up a couple of things and uh, you know that was completely crowded uh, you know with young people you know uh, so I absolutely was in my mind and I did talk to some people about that to, to talk about you know how young people are actually kind of interested in it actually one one woman young woman uh, you know, probably in mid mid20s she got into because she loved cats so she would collect stamps about cats, and then share them, you know, on uh, on Instagram, and um, you know that was a whole other aspect because yeah, they're not they're not using obviously for postage, um, and how much they actually know about the history and famous stamp collectors, you know, that could be kind of interesting question. But you know, they're more into the you know the image that's on the stamp and how that kind of c- connects to their own you know c- uh, con- contemporary life.
0: And if you live in New York and you have limited space, stamps are pretty, p- pretty <laughs> yes. economical place to a kind of hobby to pursue.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> I I collect records, <laughs> vinyl albums, and I've got a few hundred, and and it takes up a lot of space. Yes. Yeah. So um, stamps are yes, yeah, yeah.
0: So um, your first documentary. Yeah. Um, what were some of the challenges in in doing mm-hmm. this and? How you said that the stamp show was in 2016, 16, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was r- you've you're showing it for the first time mm. in 2018. Right, so I'd love to yeah. hear what what was the process after the filming,
1: uh, right? Um, that's a wonderful question, and uh, you know it's two years now. You know, uh, and uh, just saw the film uh, on uh, you know this past weekend, and it was wonderful. You know, it was. Uh, um great program actually really kudos you know to Kew Gardens uh, Festival of Cinema I think you know they did uh, put together a really nice block you know and uh, I actually went to the festival last year just as an attendee and I had such a great time um, and of course I was working on the film but when I left I was like oh, you know I really would like to get into that festival yes. you know because it's a nice nice festival it's got a nice feel to it uh, Jason and Brian do such a great job so um, to see it on the screen um, after working on it for so long was you know, um, yeah, it was a really interesting feeling. It was a little, you know, a little unreal at first. And then I just tried to get into it and be kind of objective about it. You know, like, is this actually an interesting film? <laughs> um, and um, also, of course, you know, uh, how did it look? How did it sound? I was really happy with that. Um, so I uh, I went, the stamp show took place over about a week. You know, and it's huge. You know, there were thousands of people uh, there over that week period. Um, I went uh, three times with a very small camera, one other person. That was the understanding, uh, basically, with Javits Center and uh, with uh, the World Stamp Show. Um, And uh, we kind of caught what we could catch. You know, it was very verite kind of filmmaking. Um, And uh, then I had about four hours of footage uh, to get that down to less than 15 minutes, about 200 hours of editing. And uh, about you know, that took about a year because I worked full-time, right. so any free day I had, I was get it, getting back into the film, and um, just, uh, it was a process of elimination, really, you know, pretty quickly I got down to, I would say, about uh, 25 minutes of what I considered, okay, this is what I'll work with. Okay. Yeah. And you edited this yourself? I did, yeah, yeah, at home, Final Cut Pro. Wow. Yeah, wow. And, and I'm telling you, 200-plus hours just sitting in front of the computer, but, uh, that was the most fun, actually.
0: I mean, it's interesting for the yeah. people out there who are listening that you could actually. So basically, mm-hmm. it was you, yeah. uh, an interviewer. Yeah, you edited it. Right. So total staff to do this was uh, yeah, two? <laughs> It was two. <laughs> that was
1: my my crew was one. Um, I look originally when I was thinking about it in the early spring before the show. Uh, I thought it would be great to, you know, go in there with a real nice big camera, um, sound person, maybe somebody to help with the lighting, <laughs> you know, but there was no way. And I also knew the Javits Center. I've, you know, been to sh- many shows there, and I knew it's it's a slightly chaotic situation, yes. you know, and it's very large and cavernous. Sound is always an issue. So so for all these things I'm, you know, that I was mentioning, the, uh, I knew I had to go in very small camera, very discreet. You know, I don't want to be disruptive. And that was really what, something that, you know, Wade had, you know, we talked about. So, you know, as long as you're not disruptive, you know, because these are people who are coming from all over the world, you know. They, right, you know, yeah. Absolutely, you know, they're Europe, Australia, India, um, of course, you know, all over the U.S. And uh, they were there, certainly the attendees, you know, to hit this table, that table, the other table, and not so interested in talking.
0: And and they were there to actually purchase or just right. to, so, so the mm-hmm. business was going on business as was you absolutely. Were, as you were to filming
1: exactly right business was going on so uh, generally that's why I had to go back three times generally I would go there and I would uh, maybe I contacted the person beforehand or not I would just find an interesting table yeah. say hey I'm making a film you know tell them a little about it love to interview you and um, you know never were they like okay we can do it now you right. know it was like you know okay try to come back in an hour or what have you um, so uh...
0: So, like the upside-down ship. Yeah. Did you see that on day one and then go back day three to interview the person? or? No, that was just one line? interview
1: with Pam. Yeah, it was just fortuitous. Um, I had contacted her beforehand, uh, but I did not know you know about that particular one. Uh, I saw it. Uh, no, no, we were just talking about it. Yeah, and it was actually her. She said, well, you know, I have one. Let me pull it out. And I was like, of course, you know, as I kind of remember in the moment, I was like, oh, this is great. Yes. You, know, I, I, you know, as long as the camera's running you know, um, and again it was all handheld, so trying to do my best, you know Yeah.
0: So do you have another documentary inside of you that you want to film?
1: Well, absolutely I, I you know, I, First of all, I, Wade Sidi who runs the World Stamp Show I sent him the film and uh, just kind of held my breath got a n- really nice note back from him he said he thought it was lovely, too short um, but when you know, whatever I do with it is over. He actually would like to put it on their website.
0: That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Now, is this going to be able to be shown on on stamp websites?
1: Uh, uh, right. Well, um, yeah. You know, we'll we'll see what happens with it. I, you know, I've got some other things I'd like to do with it, but um, ultimately, it would be so gratifying to have it on their website. And I would be interested in making a longer film about stamp collecting, about philately, getting into some of these other. Areas that, you know you, d- you brought up that you just didn't ha- didn't have time, um, but I'm also going back now to uh, one of the one of the ideas that I was developing before I found out about the stamp show, which is a documentary about people who collect butterflies.
0: Ah, so. another dying art, unfortunately, <laughs> because there yeah. are fewer and fewer butterflies around.
1: Yeah, I there's think. yeah, that that's a there's you know less population, and of you know it's a more controversial. Uh, type of hobby. Because it's alive and it's... Yeah, you know, and you uh, know we're in a different time period, you know, now, um, but that's actually what is fascinating to me about it, you know, what would, um, aside from, you know, not just the time period we're in, whether that's a controversial thing, because, you know, butterflies don't live very long, and this is kind of a way of preserving them, but, you know, what, what would, um, you know, what drives somebody to, uh, you know, to want to uh, you know, run get around, a hold of a butterfly, however we're doing with a butterfly <laughs> net and, and, and then put pins
0: in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's uh, that'll be interesting. And uh, so, no uh, Comic Con. Uh, right. Well, a little bit too wild, possibly, and well, it's probably actually, been overdone.
1: Well, know, that's point. exactly right. You know, that's what I was going to say. I, you know, for something like Comic Con, uh, certain shows like that, which you know, I I, I enjoy those, um, or you know, uh, reading about them, following them because I. I love sci-fi and fantasy and so on, um, but there's you know there's a lot of stuff on YouTube, um, uh, and I would you know I would like to find something that's a little offbeat, so that you know like with the stamp show you know yeah. uh, so many people either said oh that's interesting my my you know a relative of mine had stamps, um, or on the other flip side they're like gee I never really thought too much about that, and someone actually came up to me after this screening and they're like you know I didn't know anything about stamp collecting I never really even thought about it but this is so interesting to get a little light into that world. Um, but I do have another pet project, which is um, I made a short video about uh, Van Morrison fans. Okay. So you know the musician Van Morrison, I'm yes. sure. Yeah. And uh, he has a very, uh, I'm not going to say cultish, but just a very strong following. People who are absolutely just dedicated to his music and a lot of elements actually of healing in his music, which is interesting. And I made a short video about that for the fans that they liked. So I would uh, like to make a longer film about that, you know, because I think music has uh, the power to heal.
0: And the camera that you used, was it any special equipment or you just had a regular camera that...
1: Well, I got... I, I, I bought the camera um, leading up to uh, the shoot, but it is a... Um, uh, Panasonic... Um, a um, You know, it's a high-definition camera, but it's like a prosumer. So it's quite portable, but uh, it is high-def. So, you know, I, I, I thought that that would do the job. And, again, you know couldn't go in with a larger camera and a, a tripod you know i had to go in with something small um really really be discreet and and so it just again
0: the technology that's happened you were able to make yeah, a oh documentary yeah. right. on your own with one other one another crew member
1: yeah to go back to that yeah you know people say yeah you know you can you can make a film by yourself and and it doesn't cost a lot of money and it's true i mean how much should i spend all all in you know I, at some point, I estimated about $1,500. But, you know, that includes, you know, many different aspects. Uh, um, you know, uh, buying people coffee, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, to, to, you know, to, like I said, the camera and, uh, you know, of course, uh, uh, yeah, all kinds of things. So, um, but all said, yeah, I was able to, just with a lot of, you know, effort and dedication, to make that myself.
0: So people out there who, if they have a film out there that they want to do...
1: They can do it's it. It's doable. You know?
0: It's doable. And, yeah. and so, um, you're from Queens? or where?
1: I actually live in Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have family from Queens, though. But,
0: but. Uh, So, you saw your film on Sat- yeah, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. What was it like to see your work up on a big screen?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, at the beginning, um, even though I was really pre- prepared, you know, in a way, because I've you know, been waiting for this for a while um it was a little uh you know surreal and then um i was like oh gosh i hope it you know runs okay you know it doesn't just stop or you know something disastrous happens and uh then it was you know uh, it looked fine sounded fine so i tried to relax into almost being like a you know a, a just a viewer and um but seeing some of those images up there on a big screen where i had been looking at them for so long just on my home computer was um, it was very exciting and it was very fulfilling and uh, you know people seemed to enjoy it um, and that was yeah it was a really it was a great experience
0: and, and to see something where people say oh you could fit there on this on this face of a postage stamp to see it a few feet tall must have been exciting to see a postage stamp that big on the screen
1: yeah, that's true too. And I was a little worried about some of those images uh, that how would they look, you know, that large. Uh, but they look fine. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, look, yeah. Again, if I were to make a longer film about stamp collecting or philately, uh, and be able to do interviews with people in their homes, which I met a number of people who, at the show absolutely interested in that, I would have, you know, a larger camera, better camera, tripod, etc. So I think that... Uh, probably be a little bit sharper kind of image. Um, but this um, it worked fine, you know, and um, and it was you know, again the camera was just apropos for the kind of filmmaking that I was doing, just catch as catch can. Well
0: thank you Michael, I just want you to <laughs> say to tell you this is very inspirational for any filmmaker out mm. there who has something in them. Uh it can be done. And it can be done at a reasonable price.
1: Absolutely, and I, I appreciate that. And I also had, of course, heard that, and I took that to heart. That um, yeah, I had very limited, you know, uh, funding. It just was whatever I could kind of you know scrounge together, but I, I knew that it was the kind of thing that I could do, and um, I did work hard on it. You know, it was it was many many hours, a lot of preparation, many many hours of the editing. But again, I enjoyed that process, and. Uh, just like with my next film. Um, I can absolutely do that. Um, I will look for some funding so I could kind of kick things up a notch um, and hire some some more people. And hopefully that will happen. But either way, I'm going to make another film. Any any
0: other festivals that you're applying
1: for besides this one? Well, I've got it out. Yeah, a couple other festivals. Okay. Uh, and waiting to hear from them. Mostly okay. in the New York area. Right. And, um, you know, if I get into a festival, I want to be able to go. Yeah,
0: and Kew Gardens is the premiere.
1: Yes, uh, Kew Gardens was the premiere, so uh, that that was was nice, you know. Yeah, It was very nice,
0: yeah. Well, thanks so much for for coming in. It was great. You're inspirational. Thank you. And uh, before we leave, I'd like to thank our wonderful sponsors, uh, Blog Talk Radio, for providing an excellent platform for our podcast. I'd also like to thank Atee's Cafe in Kew Gardens, and that's where we're... we're, uh, recording this right now. It's our official festival lounge. And uh, just a reminder, uh, at At Attee's, all ticket and badge holders get 10% off coffee and bakery items uh, throughout the festival, which ends on August 12th. And for more information on how you may purchase tickets to the festival, this is our second year. And our our website is uh, uh, www.qgardensfestival.com Sorry, sorry about that. www.qgardensfestivalofcinema.org. That's Q K E W, not the letter Q. And uh, you'll have you'll can see our full lineup of films and events. We have many events: a comedy show, we have uh, trivia, and we also have an outdoor uh, filming at the Flushing Meadow Park. So thank you all, and I'm Craig Horsley signing off. Bye bye.